What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry with just one interview at Express. You have a connection to endless jobs, whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job. Choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit expresspros.com today to find a location near you. Summer is almost here and I'm so excited to go on vacation with my kids next month. We love going anywhere warm with a beach. I always make packing harder than it needs to be, but this year I'm doing all of my summer shopping at Macy's. I can find everything I need from bathing suits, sandals, summer dresses, shorts, even towels and sunscreen at Macy's. Whether you're packing for a destination vacation or planning a backyard staycation, Macy's has what you need. You can shop top brands like Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. Shop at Macy's.com slash own your style. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. Hey there, mamas. Everyone knows how it goes. You're giving it your all to breastfeed or pump for your little one. But there are times when you might need a little extra help. That's where traditional medicinals mother's milk comes in. Mother's milk is an organic herbal tea blend designed to support healthy lactation for breastfeeding and pumping moms. Plus, it's caffeine-free. Learn more about Mother's Milk at traditionalmedicinals.com forward slash Mother's Milk. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Wind Down with Janet Kramer and Michael Kaufman, an iHeartRadio podcast. So there's a lot of rumors circling <laughs> the interweb. <laughs> and I want to just kind of, um, how do I say, talk about one of the rumors right now. And we actually have someone in the waiting room to talk about one of those rumors. Okay. So let's, um, there's more than one rumor. There's two. So let's bring the one rumor in. Um, she's our surprise guest coming on the show and our surprise guest is drum roll, please. Is this thing on? <laughs> That's the most perfect, <laughs> intro. perfect intro for you, Sarah. <laughs> no, 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 I genuinely do like, know. That was like we, everyone's dying right you now. You couldn't script that any better. I said, and our secret guest is, and then we did a drum roll, and then you go, "Is this thing on?" <laughs> No, I genuinely like, oh, I didn't see myself. I didn't know what was going on. Hi. Hi. Hi, honey. You guys know that voice. It's Uh, our one and only Sarah. Now Gretzky. Yep. Our one and only Sarah Gretzky. Um, So girlfriend, there is a rumor circulating the internet that you are pregnant. And I just, you know, we got to talk about it. Is it true? 
You know, I'm just glad I could come on and speak for myself. Yes, that is <laughs> yeah! a true that is a true rumor you've been hearing. Sarah Gretzky is pregnant. Um, this is your rainbow baby. I know. And it's a it's a girl. Oh man. It, it's so weird. Like I feel so weird even like I don't know. So is how many real? weeks are you right now? So I am also like, that's what I'm still getting used to the weeks mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Like no one yeah. tells you how confusing that is. <laughs> I am almost, I'm like 16 and a half. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I just, I have, I have a few things when, please. so you found out first that you, well, first of all, how did you find out you're pregnant? So Oh my God. What a journey. (laughs) So I, you know, I did Clomid in December Mm -hmm. and that did not work. I mean, it it did what it was supposed to do for my body, but it didn't, we did not conceive. If you don't know what that is, just, it's a quick Google. I don't, I can't get into the specifics. (laughs) Clomid or conceiving? Both. Honestly. (laughs) Honestly. Both. So, um, you know, I mean, you know, when you're trying, quote unquote, whatever trying is, you've got tests laying around yeah. all at all times of every day, every hour. Yeah. And I genuinely did not think I ovulated that month. Mm-hmm. And so I was, we were in Colorado and I was just feeling off, which is like normal between COVID and the altitude. I was just feeling weird. And I was like, 85% certain it was like altitude sickness. Sure. And I called my sister because I was like, uh, like I was I was already crying because I was like, I hate that when I feel off, I automatically think, ooh, maybe I'm pregnant. You know, yeah. I hate that I want to feel that, but it could be COVID, it could be anything, but my mind goes there. And she was like, Well, then just take a test and and put that out of your mind and then go drink some water and hydrate. So I was in the bathroom on FaceTime with her. I took a test and I swear to God, I like fainted screaming. I thought I was like having like massive diarrhea. Like he did not know what was going on in the bathroom because I was like screaming, crying because I saw like a faint, like there was a line there, but I was like, my mind's playing tricks on me. And I, and I turned the camera and Becca was like, that's a fucking line. Oh my God. So it wasn't exciting or romantic. Ty came barging in. He's like, is everything okay? Are you fine? And I was like, (laughs) do I need to wipe your butt? (laughs) No, he literally was like, no, no, this is Ty. He knocks on the door and he like opens it. And he's like, are you okay? And I was like on the floor. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And then when you found out that it was a girl, you found that out by yourself. Yes. So I mean, with everything like Ty, I and I have been staying with his parents for the last couple of months. So like everyone's just kind of been all over the board. We really did not tell anyone I was pregnant. It was actually crazy how the two of us were able to keep that. Um, I think again, after miscarriage, it, it hits differently as much as you promise yourself, you're not going to let it affect you. It does. Like you even said, Mm -hmm. Every time you pee, every time you like, I mean, sorry to get graphic, but it's yeah, like yeah. every you are, time you pee, you're checking to see if there's blood every time and yeah. every time your stomach hurt, you just, you want to believe it and you don't want to let the devil win. But like in the back of your mind, you just are, you're reserved. And so we didn't tell anyone. And I, I always knew 
no shame to anyone, but I always knew I just didn't want a gender. I want, I mean, I didn't want a gender reveal in the sense that me and Ty find out with everyone else in that sense, only because I think the last year, there's been a lot of surprises the last year. I just wanted to have a moment between he and I personally, where we could, we could do this together. So yeah, my doctor called me and he's been amazing and he's really been through it all with me. And I could just kind of tell, you know, they're like, do you want to know? And I'm like, yeah. And he was like, it's a girl. And I just froze. I just, I just like, I, I didn't even, I panicked, fully panicked, full sweat. And he's like, are you there? (laughs) And then I tried to not cry. And I was like, yeah, I'm here. And he's like, okay, have a good day. So then I just went and bought a little pink Ralph Lauren onesie and wrapped it up for Ty. And then I told him later. Uh. Um, And then it made it special because then we could tell both of our parents separately. And it was like, it was for them. Like his mom lost it. My mom lost it. So it just made it. It was, I'm like dreaming. And like, I even like talking about it now feels so weird because I still am like, is this like a thing? So what do you, what do you say to the girl? What do you say to you? Cause you were the girl about, you know, just suffering a miscarriage and not having hope that you're going to be a year later kind of in this situation. So it's like, what do you say to, what do you say to, you know, old Sarah a year ago? What do you say to the girl that has just recently miscarried and has like, you know, that feeling of like just brokenness and no hope and like, what do you say to that girl? So I kept a, I kept a journal after the miscarriage, not even on purpose. I just like realized I wanted, I wanted to remember how it all felt in a weird way. I wanted to remember where I was because I knew I was going to get out of it. And I went back and was reading it. And I was like, to answer your question, what would I say to her? What do I say to anyone listening? It's so hard to take any advice or to to picture anything other than heartbreak, but like, just know that it gets better and take everything, take everything as a win. I mean, if you get to go on a weekend getaway with your best friend, or if you get to go now dine outside, have a date with your husband or wife or boyfriend or girlfriend, like take every little thing as a win because it all started to, you know, and everyone says, when does it get better? When does it get better? And you even said like, there is no time frame. Everyone's different. For me, it started to get better in like the fall when I just started realizing like, okay, that was not the plan. Like there mm-hmm. is a plan and that was just not it. Like just, I was able to finally live because it is all consuming as much as you don't want it to be. And as much as everyone tells you, you know, people can tell you everything all day long till they're blue in the face, but you have to just know in your gut that whatever it is, it will get better. And that's what I wish I could just tell myself. I mean, when Cloman didn't work in December, I spent, and I, and I thought I was better too. I was like, yeah. Oh my God, I'm feeling so much better. I mean, I cried all Christmas. I cried and I just wish I could go back and be like, it's just not like, just let it go breathe and just live because whoever you're surrounded with, like Ty doesn't want to see me like that. It kills him. You know, like as hard as it is to go about your day and just think of all the positives, just think of the positives. I really think that's it. Because yeah, Sarah, I am so when you sent me the photo, (laughs) I mean, I, 
I screamed. So you were in Canada, like when this was all, and I'm like, I am not going to call this bitch on set. Like she's like, (laughs) and then you're like out at the zoo. You're like doing things at like, these are full days you're having. And I'm Ty's like, how have you not told? I'm like, this is, that also was another reason why we didn't tell people. I'm like, COVID makes it so weird. I wasn't seeing anyone face to face. Like, what was Mm -hmm. I going to do? Send a text to every person. Yeah. So finally, when you were like home, I saw you were doing stories and you're like, ask me a question. I'm unpacking. I'm like, okay, she's sitting down. Like she's home. (laughs) And I was like, she's going to die. And you're like, oh my God. Yeah. I know you called, you FaceTimed me right away. And I was like, I don't know. Is this real? Yeah. Apparently so. Like just screaming. I'm so proud. I'm so happy for you guys. Like, I mean, you're, you're glowing, obviously. And I just, I can't wait to meet this little girl. I can't wait for Jolie and her to have little oh play dates. And like, it's so, it's so weird. And I have to constantly, like, even doing this, I was like hyping myself up. Cause I'm like, I mean, I didn't post on Instagram till like last week because yeah. I was just so, it's such a- I know. And then I and then you feel for everyone because you know for every person who's excited for you, there's someone who just Miss absolutely Gary. hates yeah. me. Yeah, because mm-hmm. even I would scroll. When I would see people, I'm like- Well, even your even own their- sister, like when your sister got oh, pregnant, it's like you I don't want to hate your own sister, but you, you're, je- you know, you're jealous of your freaking sister, you know? Like, of course. That's and natural. That- yeah that was a wild ride but that's why it's just so hard because I'm like and that's why I wanted to say like I get it like trust me this did not come easy I am not someone who tried for two months and was so lucky and it just happened and I don't even know how it happened and you know this this took us about a year a little over a year so like it does you know it wears on you but I don't know I'm I have faith and I now know every single thing my whole life is already planned out mm-hmm. for me by someone else and I'm just living it and hoping for the best and I just hope this girl has good hair <laughs> <laughs> well it's so cool that like your story has just come full circle like on this show and with us and all his friends and part of each other's lives going from talking about Ty not proposing to now you guys yeah. you know having a little baby and so we're just Honestly. so happy and proud of both of you and oh. I just, yeah, we if, like, we want to see you. So however we can see you, if you're, when you're, when you're ready, just let us know. We want to, we want to come see you. And, oh my um, God, yes. but for all those listening, Sarah has an awesome podcast that she does called the net chicks. And they just talk about <laughs> different shows and it's fun here. Give your, give your best elevator pitch yeah, for net chicks. If you like wind down, it's nothing like wind down. (laughs) We don't talk about anything personal. No, I'm kidding. Um, We just talk about, yeah, TV shows, movies, things that we're watching, whether it's Bravo, whether it's HBO, Netflix, Hulu. We just, Natalie is my co-host and it's the two of us. We just kind of, um, last year was dark and scary and we wanted an outlet for people to literally forget where they were, what they were and just laugh with us and talk shows. And I mean- Half the time you're texting your family, what are you watching? You should watch this. You should watch this. So now we're telling you what to watch, what not to watch. And uh, yeah, we're, we just try and, you know, bring a little sunshine on a rainy day. Well, it's true. It's awesome. So Sarah Gretzky, I love you I love so you. much. So happy for you. Congratulations on your baby girl. And thank you. Um, I'll text you on the you side guys. for dates. Uh, I want to see you. I need to hug uh, and see you. I know. Yeah. I need a hug. And and thank you. And thank all of the wind down people. Because honestly, 
Like if I didn't, I mean, you were the only person I really knew at this during all of this. So you helped so much. And I just, you guys get yourself a friend who, who knows what, what the, what the F is going on, because (laughs) it makes life a lot easier to have someone, you know, support you and guide you and, and all the, and, and if they have a podcast, you know, that helps too. So (laughs) love you guys. Love you. Talk to you soon. Bye. 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 Oh my gosh, I'm so happy for her. So that was, I just love her. She's the best. I'm just, again, the fact that her entire story is coming full circle. and Yeah, it's true. You know, God has a bigger plan for him. We knew it was, it was inevitable, but mm-hmm. it's hard during those times when it's not coming to fruition. So for sure, just so happy for them. Well, <clears throat> we have a really awesome guest um, today and we're reading um, their book, um, vertical marriage. We're almost done with it. It's Dave and Ann Wilson. And just a little backstory about Dave. Um, he's actually the pastor at, um, the church that my family goes to. And while, uh, so we got the book from them, from my, um, my mom and her husband, and we started reading it and we just love it so much. So there's a, there's a lot of, uh, you know, connection to a higher power in this. That's why it's called the vertical marriage. And there's a lot, they're so real and they have a sense of humor when they talk about it. You know, we, we compare it a lot to our book and before we get them on, before we're about to take a break, but I'm going to read something to kind of get you guys interested. And this is something that Dave said, as I read the apostle Paul's famous statement to live is Christ and to die is gain. I was struck with this thought. I would rather be dead than married to Anne. Let's take a break and get them on. Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job, not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals and that's exactly what you'll get. 
Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call, and one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit expresspros.com today. Hey there, mamas. Everyone knows how it goes. You're giving it your all to breastfeed or pump for your little one. But there are times when you might need a little extra help. That's where traditional medicinals Mother's Milk comes in. Mother's Milk is an organic herbal tea blend designed to support healthy lactation for breastfeeding and pumping moms. Plus, it's caffeine-free. Learn more about Mother's Milk at traditionalmedicinals.com forward slash Mother's Milk. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This project is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi. There he is. Hey, Dave. Hi. Anan. Hi, Hi guys. guys. How y'all doing? Good. How about you guys? Um, we're great. so good. We are so excited to be talking to you guys. Um, yeah, we're just thank you for. We feel very honored to have you on our show. So thank you so 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 much. We are too. We're glad to be here. We feel honored to be with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, we um we know that you guys have a new book. Um that that just it's it's it, did it just come out or is it when does it come out yesterday okay it just came out yesterday okay so i definitely want to talk about that book but is it cool if we go back to the other book as well vertical marriage because sure. you know one of our things that we do um once a week is you know we've been reading from your book and we're we're, we're so close to being done and we've just we've learned a lot but we've written down a bunch of stuff that we just we just want to ask you because you know as we're going through our marriage we see so many similarities in y'all's young marriage and yeah. i'm just like i don't know this is just so cool no it's awesome and you know we we're just kind of prepping um our listeners before we got you guys on here and we fell in love with your book from the beginning because there's those aha moments where we're reading it out loud to one another and we're like that's me like i'm so dave or i'm so ann in this and you know that's that relation there is just what keeps keeps readers engaged right and we love the humor that you add to it too where you're able to laugh at your own selves and be like what the heck was i thinking so that just continued to to keep us engaged and so i know our listeners again we're going to talk about no perfect parents but vertical marriage really just connected with us especially since you know our belief in christ and a higher power was something that jan and i opened up in our book about um, yeah. losing for a long time. And really over the past couple of years together, we've, we've leaned more into that. So this was the perfect book for us because it's just, it's, there's so much connection to a higher power, hence the title. And, uh, you know, we just want our listeners to kind of understand where all that comes from for you guys and why you called it the vertical marriage. Great. Can I just say how inspiring it is that you guys read to each other at night? <laughs> I, I was like, oh, we need to start doing that. I don't know if we we're, we can get up to that level. <laughs> oh, you know, so one of the things that I was reading, and I can't remember which chapter it was in, but 
And you said, you know, this was kind of like the, the, where it started for you guys was when you were in the car and you said you didn't have feelings for Dave anymore. And, you know, when I was, when we were reading into your chapter more, you guys talked about in chapter four, it was about, you know, you had your weekly date nights. So when you have, and I kind of started thinking, I'm like, okay, well we do our weekly date nights. And I'm like, now I'm scared that like in, when we have that anniversary that I'm like, if, if I'm to go in here, like, I don't have feelings for you anymore. I'm like, where did it, where did, where was the mishap in that? Like having, you yeah. had, you made the time, but then, you know, 10 years later, you're like, I just, but I don't have feelings for you. So yeah, it's like, where great. did the, where did that come in? It's like, I'll, I'll let Ann answer. Cause I still had feelings. <laughs> <laughs> let the record show Dave still loved Ann. That's a great question because we were still going out. It was more sporadic back then. But I realized we kind of stopped talking. You know, we had a couple kids. They were little. And you're exhausted anyway when you're going out. Um, and we just stopped talking about how we were doing. And then Dave was starting this church that we planted. And we were both doing it. But he was gone all the time. We just started fighting about you're not home. Like, you're going to miss it. You're going to miss these kids. You're going to miss grow them growing up. And I was feeling like I need your help. So I was getting resentful, even though I loved that we were fulfilling this dream. I felt like he was doing it without us. Mm -hmm. And um, we started fighting about that. And we just couldn't agree. He, I would say, you're gone all the time. And he would say, show me in the calendar. Like, I'm not. I'm not gone all the time. And so what happened was we just kept fighting and it would go nowhere. And I stopped trying and I realized like, I just shut down my heart. At first I was super angry and then I got really bitter. And then the bitterness turned to basically resentment mm -hmm. and then it went to nothing. And so it took a while to get there because after a while I was like, oh, you're going again, who cares? Yeah. I'm always used to this. And that's when it can get really scary. And we all have ups and downs in our marriages. But when you're at that place where you have nothing, that's when it's like, it's like the dashboard of, of your car is going off. Like you need to get the engine checked of your heart. And that's where we were. And so Dave, I felt like, how did you know? How did you not know how bad we were? Mm. You know, Dave's like, we were a 9.5 out of 10. Mm. And I was saying, no, we're a 0.5 out of 10. <laughs> mm -hmm. And the fact that you didn't know that, I just thought that's because you're not even engaged with how we're doing. I mean, I, you know, hearing this now, you know, this was 30 years ago. Um, I, I was an idiot. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> as I listen to this, I'm like, how in the world did I miss this? And I did. And I think it's not an excuse, but I think I was finding so much life outside you know, I was traveling with the Detroit Lions as their chaplain. I was leading Bible studies. We were starting a church that grew pretty quickly. People were patting, patting me on the back. And I felt, you know, now looking back, I just found my life out there rather than here. And yeah, we were fighting. There were constant yelling. Uh, we go out on a date and we didn't talk about this. Mm -hmm. Our relationship. No, we didn't talk about our relationship. We talked about the kids. We talked about my our jobs. You know, again, every couple does this. And yet, if you don't pay attention to the most important relationship in your life, which is your marriage, the rest is going to fall apart. And that's what was happening. And I didn't even see it, you know, and we wrote about it in the parenting book. 
you know, later is because your life gets consumed by your kids, which is mm -hmm. wonderful. But if you're not careful and you don't put the marriage first, you're not going to even have those kids. They're going to be in separate homes and you're going to mm -hmm. be doing visitations mm -hmm. on the weekends, which is the home I grew up in, you know, without a dad. And so I'm, I'm so thankful that on our 10 year anniversary Anne had the courage to say, I've lost my feelings for you, which really was her way of saying, I'm not sure I want to stay here anymore because we are done. And again, I was blindsided by that, but now looking back, it was the best moment in our marriage because it, and that moment changed everything. And here's the truth. We all drift unless we're intentional. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. That's wow. good. Yeah. Dave, you know, that what Gina's question and Anne's response brought up something I'd written down from chapter eight, where you said, you know, you're realizing you, or that, that push and pull of being the man at home, being the same man at home that you are when you're preaching to the church. Right. And kind of yeah. like that, that the hypocrisy of it, right. You're preaching this word of how to be, and then you go home and you justify your actions, justify your time away and what you're trying to do. So kind of speak to us on like, when you started to realize that's what you were doing and how, how hard it is to preach that and execute it at home. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I think there's a story in our book where, you know, it was late at night and Ann said to me, and again, this is Sunday night. So that means, you know, Saturday night, I did chapel for the lions down at the team hotel. Michael, you know, all this whole, mm -hmm. this, the whole routine of a weekend with an NFL team. Oh yeah. And, well, no, no, listen to this. So that means that again, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but it's, it's a busy weekend. Saturday, I preach at my church first, then drive down to the team hotel, do chapel, go back and preach three more sermons at my church on Sunday, then zip down to the stadium and change into my sideline gear and run onto the sideline and do the whole game thing. And again, most people think, oh, what an exciting life. It's really exhausting. And then I get home and I'm exhausted and I just want to go to sleep. And it's got to be 1130 at night. And I'm literally laying in there, bed beside Ann and I'm just closing my eyes. And she, out of nowhere, says, man, it sure would be nice if the man that preaches and leads our church was the same guy that lived in this house or something. I don't know mm. exactly. I, yeah, I said that. Like, I wish the guy that preached and is such a great leader and is praying up there. I wish he lived in our house. That's what I said. And, and again, I'm about ready to go to sleep. So I, I barely understood what she said. I go, what? what? What are you saying? She goes, well, it's just like, man, you stand up on our stage and you pray with this passion and you lead with big vision and people are following and you come home and you're just like a dud. You know, it's just like... <laughs> You're none of that. And I tell you what, man, I wish I could say, I said, I am so sorry. You are so right. I blew up. Oh, I mean, sure. I was like, well, and that was bad timing on every part of my, you know, for me. It was I mean, terrible. I, I literally said something like, do you realize how good of a husband I am? I am the best husband you've <laughs> ever seen in your life. No other wife has a man like me, you know? And uh, uh, it, so she just sort of got quiet and that was the end of that. But the next day, you know, as you, you're referencing in the book, I sort of sat down with God in a calmer state and said, you know, is, was what Ann said to me last night, was that sort of you? Because mm. often I've said it at our church, God talks through the pews. It's my acrostic, you know, because you think of pews at a church, God talks through people, events, 
word of God and spirit of God. Now, God can talk any way he wants, but often he'll use a person, even a two-year-old or a five-year-old or a stranger can say something. You're like, wow, I think that was, I think Anne was speaking and God was trying to get my attention. And I, you know, I realized that's exactly what was happening. It was like, man, I was given all my energy to strangers in a sense, thousands of people at our church mm-hmm. that I will never really be held accountable for. But I will be held accountable, I think, in a sense for how I led Anne. And we had three boys at the time. We still do. They're now men. But, you know, how I led my home. And it was one of those moments, Michael, where as a man and as a dad and as a husband, I had to look in the mirror and go, you know what? It's time to step up. It's more important what I do in this house than anything I do out there. And everything out there is going to get applauded and people are going to say, man, that's important. And it is important what we do out in our workplace. But man, if I miss it at home and I miss it in my marriage because I'm giving all my energy somewhere else, I missed it. And, you know, in ministry, in a sense, I'll sort of lose my ministry because it's it's a credibility, integrity thing. And I think every job we do is like, can I trust this man? Can I trust this woman? Are they the same person in public that they are in private? And so in a, in a sense, I'm not saying I did it perfectly, but it was a moment for me to go, okay, it's time to step up and bring the energy here in my marriage, in my home that I bring out there. Not that I'm going to bring less energy out there, but man. And so I actually developed a little process on my drive home from work. I had this mailbox that was near our house and I would sort of open the, it just visually, I just sort of open that mailbox and put my day job in there and pick up my husband, dad job. Mm-hmm. So that when I walked in my garage door in a couple minutes, I wouldn't be, oh, I'm exhausted. Do you understand how stressed I am at work? I'm just going to sit on the couch here and veg out, which I think a lot of us do. Right. And I felt like I need to step in that door and go, okay, even though I'm exhausted, I'm bringing everything I got. I've got mm-hmm. five or six hours tonight with my wife and with my kids. And pretty soon they're going to be grown and out of the home. Yours are younger right now, mm-hmm. but man, that window is gone before you know it. And older parents always told us that, you know, like they're going to grow up and be gone and in a wink. And you're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Every day seems like a million the day years. To day, yeah, the day-to-day seems like a week at a time. Yeah, exactly. And all I know is now I'm old enough to go, that is true. You'll blink. Mm-hmm. And looking back, I'm glad I made that shift. Again, I didn't do it perfectly, but it's like, man, I need to be a husband right now. And I need to give Anne everything she longs for from her man. And I need to be a dad right now. And I'm tired, but it doesn't matter. You know, you step up as an athlete mm-hmm. and you get it done when you're injured, when you're exhausted. It's the same thing as a husband and wife, as a mom and dad. You know, it, it makes me think about um, this analogy from Emerson Eckert's book, Love and Respect, where he kind of talks about, and, and I feel the complacency or more comfortability in myself, kind of like you're talking about, Dave, of where to me, in my mind, maybe men in general, it's like, well, my wife said, I love you on our wedding day. So I know she's yeah. not going, any, you know what I mean? Like, I know she's not going anywhere. Like, I can come home and not be like super husband and super dad and and all this stuff. And so, but reading, reading y'all's book and you kind of owning that and, and calling you out was like caught, you know, stirred up some own, my own introspection to be like, Hey, how can I do that too? How can I not justify, Hey, Jan, I worked my ass off today. Like, what do you, what else do you want from me? You know, or, or in those moments when I think, cause he gets frustrated with me. Cause I'll be like, I'm not happy. Like if, if we're, if we're like in a bad rut for a while, I'm like, I'm not happy. Like, I, I don't, I don't know if like, if this is going to continue on, if I can keep doing this. And he's like, 
why does it always have to be the end? I'm like, no, I'm not saying it's the I just like. No, sometimes you say. You well, say sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, okay. But it's like, you know, you guys just think it's like, it'll be fine. But it's like, we still want, we need like a little bit more effort out mm-hmm. of like the man a little bit. Because I feel like we're, 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 we're dry in that area. Like we're, we're trying, we're giving as much as we can, but we only can give so much without getting too. Yeah. And I think as women, I think for years, Dave, um, if I was saying, I don't think we're doing well, he'd be like, I I think we're fine. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so it's kind of what you're saying, Jana, like I can sense, like we're not connecting something's Mm -hmm. off and where Dave before would ridicule it. Now he's, I think women, we just have that natural sense relationally of we aren't doing well and we need to do something. Dave used to ridicule that. Now he's like, Oh, God has wired her like that because she knows. And I usually know how to get us to a better point too. Mm-hmm. So that was really a big thing when he stopped saying like, you're ridiculous or what are you talking about? Or, mm. Yeah, we're fine. I, yeah. And, and you know, we put it in the book, but one of the things that changed about our date nights after that 10 year anniversary sort of pivotal moment is now on our date nights and we still do this. I'm asking her, so how are we doing? On a scale of one to 10, <laughs> and I know her number's still going to be lower than mine, but then I also <laughs> ask, you know, how can we get the number higher? And I know she'll know. Mm-hmm. And before, we weren't talking about our relationship. Yeah. It wasn't because she didn't want to. She wanted to. I didn't want to go there. Yeah, David would be all chatty because he he's a great communicator. So he's talking, and then I'd go like, hey, you know, besides the Lions, you know, the sports teams and all that, how do you think we're doing? And suddenly he has no words left. He, you know, it'd be like, uh, fine. I we're don't good. know. Yeah, yeah, we're good, right? We're good. <laughs> and I do think, you know, sometimes I can't talk for all men, but I think for me, it was like, I think I knew what to do in my job. Mm-hmm. I didn't always know what to do in my marriage or in my home. It's like, mm-hmm. I've been trained. This is what I'm good at. Then I walk in the door and she's saying, can we, you know, can we be intimate, not sexually, just soul to soul? Can we go deeper in our relationship? And I just like, uh, I don't know what that means, <laughs> you know? And so, and, and sometimes it'd be like, I don't know what it means. So I'm not even going to try. And I had to realize, I don't know what it means, but I can learn yeah. and I can get better and we can get to a place I never even knew existed if I'm willing to pay the price and go there. And so we've had to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's been a, it's, it's sort of a fun journey, even though it's really crappy it, at is times. It, is it fun for you? <laughs> I was gonna say, it hurts. <laughs> but that's cool though. That's the whole thing. And that's what something we loved about your book so much, because it's all about finding that uncomfortable, you know, moments yeah. and leaning into them. And there's one thing I, I wrote down um, in chapter six, where you talked about, you're going to share an upcoming sermon. And you said that uh, next week's sermon is called now that you've married the wrong person. And so many people came up to you because so many people feel that way at times. And Jan and I were like, oh, my goodness, like we hear so many people. We've felt that way at times. Like, is this really the one? Because we have this made up perception that the right person, everything's going to be easy and perfect. And I just want you guys to touch on that topic for our listeners, because I'm sure there's someone listening right now that's like, yeah, I did marry the wrong person. I guarantee I did. Mm -hmm. It's so funny because when we got married, you know, we're all, as everyone, you're so excited. You have these expectations of what it's going to be like and look like. And we had been married six months and we're driving for our first job. And if you would have asked me on our wedding day, tell me Dave Wilson's weaknesses. I would have said, weaknesses? Are you kidding? I don't, I think maybe as one, I don't know. 
And I can remember as we're driving to this job, looking at him thinking, I don't think I like anything about him. And then I said out loud and I yelled it, marrying you was the biggest mistake of my life. Mm. And I really thought, oh, I've married the wrong person. The right person is out there. Maybe we should split and I'll go find the right person. I think a lot of people feel that. Yeah. And, you know, like, like I said in the book, you know, I was surprised at how many people came up about that sermon title. I just thought it's a good sermon title. I didn't really think people thought it, you know, right. and then all these people are like, I can't wait for next week. I'm like, Oh my goodness. No, 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 no. You didn't marry the wrong person. Um, but I do think <laughs> in Michael's what you said, Janet, it's like, we think if we marry the right person, we'll be happy. Mm-hmm. There'll, there'll be problems. They will, they won't really be that big a deal. Mm-hmm. And then we get married and it is hard and it doesn't matter who you marry. It's hard. Eventually it could be in the first, you know, six months or six years or six minutes, <laughs> you know, but at some point it gets difficult. And so we sort of go back and go, I'm going to, I'm not as happy as I thought I'd be. Uh, I, this isn't turning out the way I thought this isn't what I signed up for. I married the wrong person. And what we try to say in vertical marriage is you're looking in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. That's what the difference is, is because, and we all do this and I preach this and I still didn't do it. I was trying to find life and happiness from the one. We have a name for it. I found the one, the one meaning the person that'll make me happy. You know, it's Jerry Maguire. You complete me. Like there was never a Jerry Maguire too, because it didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's like that whole thing. But when that person doesn't complete you or you're not as happy as you thought, you think you married the wrong person. And here's, again, we think it's the secret. Cause you know, and again, I'm not saying I watch the bachelor or the bachelorette every week, but like, I got to tell you does, kind of. when it comes on, I get hooked, you know, and I'm watching this thing. And I think a lot of us snicker cause we're like, it's not going to work, dude. It's not going to work. You're going to yeah. find her. She's going to find him. And eventually it's not going to work. Cause they're thinking out of these 20 guys or these 20 women, this is the one. And then there's problems. And again, what we believe is there's a soul ache a soul longing that is so deep that no person will ever be able to satisfy no thing, no amount of money, no square footage or the fastest car or the most beautiful woman or or the most incredible man. All that is good. And there's nothing wrong with all that. But if you think your life is going to be totally happy by this salary or by this person, you're going to be disappointed. And then you're going to go, well, it's a bigger car or a bigger house right. or faster, you know, or more money. And it's like, we're looking in the wrong place. Vertical means there's only one person. He's the divine creator. God made known through Christ, who is the, the answer to our soul ache. You know, he's mm-hmm. the, he's the thirst quencher to our thirst. Jesus literally himself said, if any man is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. And out of, the innermost being will flow live waters, living water. It's like you can look anywhere you want, but until you understand what a relationship with me looks like, you're only always going to be searching. So vertical marriage means, man, when I go vertical and find my life in my creator, God, everything changes. Cause now think about this. I don't come back to my marriage needing something from her or she needing something from me. It's like we, we just leech off one another and we're disappointed. No, I am filled up. 
I am, I am full. And again, I'm not talking about church or religion or reading a book. I'm talking about a real living relationship with God. That's so real that it's like, he does do what he said he does out of your innermost beings will fill. You'll flow with living water overflowing. Now I come back to my marriage. Now think about this. I am not needy. I'm a giver. I'm not a taker. I'm a giver. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, how can I serve Anne today? Cause I don't need her to serve me. I'm filled. I mean, it changes the whole ball game because they're like, wow, now I'm not selfish. I'm unselfish. I'm like, you know, the Bible says husbands love your, your wife as Christ loved the church. I can't do that, but if <laughs> I'm filled up, I can do that. You know, it's like, okay, yeah. I'm going to lay down my agenda and my life to fill her up. And if she's doing the same thing, oh my gosh, that's a whole different marriage. Well, it's interesting on that 10 year anniversary night, uh, we were in the car and I would have said the problem with our marriage is Dave, you know? Mm -hmm he would get his stuff together. I think we would be great. And he was praying out loud. And I remember I could hear him praying, but in my heart, I felt like God was speaking to me almost as if he was saying, Ann Wilson, you have been trying to find your life through your husband. Mm -hmm. And I felt like he was saying, I never equipped him or made him to fill all of your needs. Only I can do that. Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. that really has made a big difference. When I start getting really needy, I kind of question, am I going vertical? Mm -hmm. Wow. What would that you was a long answer. <laughs> no, love, we love long answers. That's good. What would you okay. say to, you know, couples like us who, you know, we have, we're young in our marriage. We're still learning. We're, we have turmoil. Um, we have. I thought we were great. Oh, <laughs> I thought we were 10. What? <laughs> this is all news to me. I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> Like where it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a lot, there's a lot of heaviness and we're trying to find the light and we're trying to get out of it. And we're, you know, we're taking one foot, you know, in front of the other, but because we are still young at this, like, what would you say to us to, you know, help us going forward on that path of getting stronger together um, yeah. rather than being like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I have a couple things. My first thought was, this is what I wish I would have done mm -hmm. as when we were married in our early, like even the first 20 years, I would get in my head. I don't know if you guys have ever done this. I think maybe women do it more than men. If I get in this cycle in my head of negativity about Dave, about our marriage, about life, whatever, or maybe it's something he said earlier that would offend me or it'd make me mad. And then I get in my head and I, I can get into this spiral of, well, he never does this, or he always does this, and he's never home, and he doesn't put us as a priority. And, you know, as they've been doing all this brain study, they're realizing we create neurological pathways that our thought life creates. Our brain actually creates these paths that we go down continually. And I did that early in our marriage a lot. And then whatever you're thinking about eventually comes out of our mouth. Mm -hmm. And it was usually negative. And in our book, we look at Dave shaking I'm, his I'm head. I'm shaking my head right now. <laughs> and you and you probably read the story in our book about, you know, I felt like everywhere else I went, I got cheered. Yeah. Yeah. You and know, Dave was saying, I feel like I come home and all I hear is boo. boo. You're critiquing what I do. You're critiquing how I father. You're critiquing what I'm doing, how I'm not helping around the house. And I said, and he said, you always boo me. And I'm like, oh. I am not booing you. I am helping you. I am helping you to be a better man. You know, everybody's patting you on the back, but I see all of it and I'm, I'm stretching you. And he goes, it feels terrible. I remember I literally asked 
uh, six guys that I was doing life with, we were in a car going to a retreat. And I said to them, let me ask you a question. I said, do you guys, and I know their wives. I know we've been, we're all friends. We're friends. I said, do you feel like your, your wives love you? Every guy said, yep. Just immediately. I said, let me ask you another question. Do you feel like your wives like you? Hmm. Every guy said, nope. <laughs> and I'm like, what? They're like, dude, why are you asking me this question? And I go, because I feel like Ann loves me. She's not leaving. But man, every day it's like, I don't do this right. I don't measure up. I should do that. I feel like she really doesn't like who I am and, and what I do. And that's where we were at that time. And, you know, asking those guys, I'm like, wow. And I'm not saying it doesn't go the other way because we can do the same thing to our wives. Mm -hmm. But what Ann was saying, there was negativity that I felt. And again, and again, I think it's one of the reasons I spent a lot of time at work. It's like there they were cheering me. Here I come home and I feel like she's booing me. And, you know, working for the Detroit Lions, we got booed a lot. So <laughs> you don't want to come home to You're that. still get booed. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I asked God, like, God, is that true? Do I boo David? I felt like he was saying, yeah, you, you really do boo everybody in the house. Con you know, as a mom, you're disciplining, you're training your kids, you're teaching mm -hmm. them. But I realized, man, what I've been thinking is coming out of my mouth. So I started listening to the words that I speak like, oh, I'm super negative to everybody. Like, I feel like I'm the, I'm the person that's going to save the day and fix everyone. And I also felt like, why would I cheer Dave? If I cheer him, he'll think I'm happy and satisfied and that will enable 1, him. 1,000%. Yes, yes. Look at Michael, he's on the floor right now. It'll enable him to think, uh, to stay the same. Yeah. And so I said, all right, God, I'm gonna try this. And so this one night we're having dinner and this is new for me. I had never really cheered for Dave. Like, what does that even mean, you know? So before we started eating, our kids were younger. And I said, hey, you guys, before we start eating, I just want to say, Dave, thank you for working so hard. Like you kick butt, man. You get stuff done. You provide for our family. You work hard. You're a great dad. You're a great husband. So, and you know, our, our kids are like, can we eat? And it <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget that night. I mean, literally, I was looking at her like, what are you doing? She's, you haven't said this ever. <laughs> And I, and I, and I knew it. right behind her on the kitchen hutch is Emerson Egrich's book, love yeah. and respect. Oh, wow. I'm like, I know what she's doing. She read it in the book. And all I can tell you is it didn't matter. It felt so stinking good. Right. I was like, wow. I mean, my chest sort of popped out. I'm like, I am a good man. Anyway, I didn't say that, but that's what it felt like. It was like, wow, this, this cheering, this respect thing, brought life to me and all I can tell you now and it's a long time ago she is my biggest cheerleader she it's amazing she cheers me every day she says I'm a good man a good at first I didn't believe her and I thought she was lying now <laughs> I believe her I think she really thinks that about me and it has motivated me to become a better man than I actually was mm -hmm. and I think that just works for our kids it works for our, our spouse both ways um, when you're negative, it just sort of pulls people away and they sort of become what you negatively say they are mm. when you're positive. And again, I know, I know it sounds crazy. It's like she was saying, I'm this man up here and I'm feeling like I'm not that good, but I wanted to become the man she said I was. And I started to change for the better. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just really important to understand. Now that doesn't mean you don't that's ever say, say negative things or hard things. Cause right. I'm pretty strong you need to. and I feel like, Oh, am I supposed to not ever speak truth? But I still do, but I've I've already made so many deposits 
of speaking positive. light mm -hmm. and positive that then the negative, I feel like Dave really receives them in a different way. And I believe me, I've had women come up to me. This one woman came up. She goes, so you're telling me that I need to lie. <laughs> I just need to be an actress and pretend that my husband's great because there's really nothing to cheer. And I think a lot of women feel like that. Like if you knew who I was married to, there's really not anything there. Mm -hmm. And I usually say, go back to why you married him. There's usually something that you saw. And honestly, I, I didn't realize how deep down, how insecure most men are yep. and um, yep. how they need it. I've We've raised three sons and I'm amazed of the power we have as women. I, this is going back to your original question. I wish I would have known that. Like for you guys as a young couple, the power that we have as women to speak life. Like the Bible says that the, pow the, the power of life and death is in our tongue. And man, I, I think I used my tongue to really, I feel like I lacerated Dave in a lot of ways in, in our boys, thinking they're so strong, they're so big, it's not going to hurt them. But I wish that I would have realized back then, man, I have great power and influence. I see it in our sons and their wives. Their wives can look at them and I can see that it destroys them with a look, with that look. And men do the same thing back to right, women. It right. just the nonverbals can destroy us. So I felt like so often I was powerless and I didn't have a say, man, I have, we have as women and so I, much. Power. And I would just add this. I've watched, like I said, I've watched Ann start to, she's been doing it for 25 years, speaking life to me, to our sons. She does it to people in the grocery store. It's crazy. <laughs> she is a life giver. So, I mean, part of that's like, she wasn't that way before. So it isn't like, a, like if you're listening and thinking I can't change, yeah, you can. I had to train my brain. Here's how I started. God, show me the greatness in Dave. Mm. Show me, show me the good things you put in him. Show him, show me the good things you put in our kids. And now, you know, because she's so, I think her next, I think our next book should be her writing to wives about mm. the power they have. Um, but women, and especially reach out to us on our social media, Dave and Ann Wilson, whatever. And I've watched Anne train other wives just like she's doing now, and it changes their marriage. Mm. And I try to do the same thing with guys. You guys, we have a, I best. We're talking too much. Wait, I have to tell them this story. No, I love it. I have a best friend, Michelle, and her husband was traveling all the time. When we were walking like six miles a day, just complaining basically about our husbands. And um, That's what women do. <laughs> and so I was kind of sharing with her the journey I was on. And she goes, oh, my gosh, I'm going to totally do something. So she got this journal out and she started every time her husband did something right, she would journal about it and put it in this book. And then on his birthday, she gave him this journal of all these things. And I'll give you an example like, um, hey, Rob, thanks that you put the Christmas lights out on the tree this year outside. I know you hate it. We live in Michigan, it's freezing cold, and I know you would never do it, but you do it for me, and I. it really means a lot. Thanks for being a great husband. Something like that, or are you making it to a kid's soccer game? So she gives him this journal on his birthday, and it's wow. it has a lot of little, little tiny entries. He sat there and cried, like cried hard reading it, and she said, I had no idea that those words would mean so much to him. I mean, we really are little boys. We <laughs> are. We are. We're so much more sensitive than society has yeah. painted us to be. And yes. that's what I've told yeah. Jana, because I'll take a lot of things personal 
you know, almost to a fault, but I'm like, we are sensitive. I'm like yeah. extremely sensitive. And so that's why that love and respect book hit me a lot too. And then what you guys talk about and the, the power of the words that you're saying and that women have is not to be taken lightly because right. you guys do, you women have so much power in your words because I feel like there's a difference between codependency and then just, uh, the respect and love you have for your partner's words. Right. And so mm. it doesn't mean you're codependent if your partner's words affect you in a negative or extremely positive way. I know yeah. Janet, I mean, just you, the story you're just saying, and I mean, gave me like goosebumps to even think about that. Cause I know I would just break down and cry if mm -hmm. I, if I read something like that. Yeah. We, I mean, we long to be, believed she's, in. she's looking at him right now. <laughs> no, I'm like, but I was thinking, I'm like, so like I, I would the wife would too because I feel like sometimes yeah. we don't get yeah. this totally. you know it's like the words too back I'm like you you're the words affect me more than anything like the actions oh. of what you've done the words mm -hmm. are like what still sit with me you know so it's like it's that same thing I was like I'd like to feel so appreciated and seen you know it's like heard. I think women want to feel appreciated and, and you know and, and like yeah like seen and like I was like wow that'd be really freaking cool too <laughs> like, I, know. I think yeah. that's the word we we want to all be seen yeah. and I think that I think I was surprised in marriage especially younger how lonely you can feel yeah. in yeah. a marriage mm -hmm. and I had to learn I mean Anne would forever tell me that my words were harsh mm -hmm. And I would roll my eyes and make <laughs> her feel belittled and stupid. And I always thought, what are you talking about? Well, there it is. Mm -hmm. Just the way I said that is harsh and demeaning. And I had to realize that what Jana, what you just said, she longs to feel treasured mm -hmm. and cherished. And even a tone can do the opposite. So my tone being tender and appreciative and affirming, again, speaking life instead of death, is really on me in, in our marriage to build her up. I mean, we were talking about how man needs respect, but a woman longs to be cherished. And so does a guy. I mean, it goes both ways. And it, looks, and it mm -hmm. looks different for yeah. all of us. Whatever yeah. you're saying, Gina, yours is words. That's huge for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, let's transition that into y'all's y'all's new book, No Perfect Parents, because I think that's a good point, Anne, that you're talking about, just like the power that, especially the moms, like y'all's voice that you have. So, Tell us about No Perfect Parents and like what we can expect when we read that. Mm. It's interesting. I do have a chapter in there just about identity. Mm. Of um, it's, it's really seeing who your kids are. Because isn't it interesting you guys have a son and daughter? Mm -hmm. Are they totally different? Yes. So different. Isn't yes. it crazy? And I think one of the great things for me was having three kids and they're three boys, and yet they're so different from one another. So... I think it was really great for me to see like, who has God made them to be? I think so many parents try to shape them into who they want them to be. But I don't know if you guys seen this, they're already kind of molded, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, they already have this bent in them. Um, the Bible says, train up a child in the way he is uh, formed. And when he's older, he, he won't depart from it. And that formed part, it means like, how are they already formed? We can help guide them, but like we have kids, one's this techie kid and one's this artistic guy and another one's this leader. So kind of seeing the greatness in our kids and pulling that out and kind of honing that and developing their gifts and strengths. 
but also just that as we were in talking about words of life, I think our oldest, I mean, our youngest was, um, he was going to school on a full ride. And I remember it was his senior year in the spring. And I said, man, I can't wait to see what happens for you in college. You're, you're such a great leader. You, when you talk, you inspire people. I feel like you're going to have an impact wherever you go. And so I'm just kind of speaking like, this is what you're so good at. There she's speaking life again. And so he's like, whatever, mom. You know, he goes to bed, this 18-year-old. And he comes back in the room and he goes, mom. And he's crying. And I said, what happened? He goes, mom, all that stuff you said, I am none of that. I am Aww. none of that. And I said, and you know, then I'm like, no, you are that. <laughs> and he goes, no, I got so wasted last weekend, mom. And you didn't even know it. That He goes, that's who I am, mom. That's who I am. And I said, that may be what you did last weekend, right. but that's not who you are. And I think especially with our kids in this day and age where they have so much being pushed at them of this is who you are, I think we need to remind our kids, no, like you're this great masterpiece that God has made. Find out how God has made you and then to speak, to kind of help your kids know who that is. And I, and I would add, I think it's really important for us as parents to do it because outside our home, they're going to be, be torn down. Yeah. You know, not that the culture's terrible, but, you know, other people out there are trying to build themselves up because right. they're insecure. So they're going to do that by tearing down our kids, cutting them down, whatever. And so we hope that our home, and we have a chapter called Make Your Home a Haven, mm -hmm. is a place where our kids feel like at this place, at this house, at this home, I'm seen, I'm believed in, uh, I feel safe. You know, it's like out there, it's like swirling around and they walk in here. And again, it, it's not perfect. That's why we call it no perfect parents. We're not perfect. Our kids aren't parent perfect. Nobody is. But a sense that they, when they walk in, they feel like here, I'm, I'm, life is given to me. Yeah. It's almost like a recharge of their batteries to go back out. But there's a place where two people or a mom or a dad, a single mom, single, whatever the situation is, they see me, they believe in me, they're speaking mm -hmm. life into me. And again, they're not speaking life apart from who I am, they're speaking, no, I understand who God's made you to be, your unique gifts. And I'm going to celebrate that, who you are, not who I want you just to be. For sure. And I, I'm excited to read this and I want to get through it because chapter 11 is my top five parenting mistakes. So I want to, <laughs> I want to make sure, cause I'm always like, how do I not mess up my kids? So I'm trying to like read, like, what do I do to not mess up my kids? So I'm, I'm excited really to read this. Cause even in your, your prologue, it says a ditch expectations, embrace reality and discover that the one secret that will change your parenting. So I'm like, when I read that, I was like, what's the secret? What's the secret? What's the secret? Where is it? Did they, did they, did they highlight it? Like, did like, I'm like, where is it? So, um, everyone make sure to get no perfect parents. And then when you're, when you're checking out to make sure to get vertical marriage, cause that's the book that we were also talking about, um, earlier. I love it all. Dave and Ann, we appreciate your time and we feel so privileged to talk to y'all and uh, we'd love to have you guys back on once we read No Perfect Parents because we'll have another page full of notes to talk about that and <laughs> have you give us all the answers to how to do that. So I tell you, what, you guys are really, really good at what you do. You really are. Yeah. Thank way you so go. much. Thank you and so you're much. impacting so many in a positive way. So I mean, we do a, you probably know this, but we do a radio show and a podcast that's daily. So we're sitting where you are asking questions and you know, it's not easy and you guys are great. Way yeah. to go. Thank you. Thank I mean, you we're so trying much. to, you know, learn from our mistakes and continue to keep growing. Um, but 
hopefully we'll we'll still be there in a couple of years. Yeah, you'll be there. <laughs> you got this. Uh, okay, where can our we're listeners fun. find Dave and Ann? Uh, simply Dave Ann Wilson, and with no E, just Dave Ann Wilson on you know Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you name it. Or we have a YouTube page where. Uh, you know, our videos of us doing marriage conferences and retreats and talking about marriage and family and parenting are there. And if they want family life today is our radio show. It's on syndicated radio stations around the country or just listen to it as a a podcast. A lot of people listen. to it. It's all on marriage, family, parenting. Wonderful. Amazing. Amazing. Well, Dave and Ann, thank you guys so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you guys. Okay. Bye. Appreciate you guys. Bye. Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job, not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call, and one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. Hey there, mamas. Everyone knows how it goes. You're giving it your all to breastfeed or pump for your little one. But there are times when you might need a little extra help. That's where traditional medicinals Mother's Milk comes in. Mother's Milk is an organic herbal tea blend designed to support healthy lactation for breastfeeding and pumping moms. Plus, it's caffeine-free. Learn more about Mother's Milk at traditionalmedicinals.com forward slash Mother's Milk. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
they were so awesome. We've been so excited and, and looking forward to having them on for, for such a long time. Mm-hmm. And I just love what kind of what they're saying at the end about having your home like be a safe haven, right? Because yeah. like as soon as the kids live here, they, they deal with so much adversity and, and issues and bullying and teasing or whatever it is. Like I never want our kids to have fear coming home. Well, that and fear and, you know, with the us together too. So it's like, right. to, like, that's why it's so important to like have like a healthy marriage or on your kids and to keep working together. So For I sure. think it's just both books, you know, kind of, um, yeah. So yeah. So awesome. no, no perfect parents and vertical marriage, David Ann Wilson, amazing, amazing people go get their books. Well, I guess that is, uh, that's the show. Someone's in the waiting room, back in again. What? Oh, another surprise guest that may be the same one from earlier. Let's bring her in now. <sighs> Just kidding, guys. We wouldn't end the show without um, one last rumor mill that has been out that we've been peppered about. That we've been. I think I got like 500 text messages. <laughs> Even I had buddies calling and texting me trying to get validation if it was true or false. There we are. So the queen of all things housewives is back uh, because you need to, I guess, ask us a question of a rumor that's been going around. So when you started off with me, you're like, there's a rumor going around the Internet. And I'm like, really? Because I know the big rumor going around the Internet. Now, I just have to come out and ask you. Because I have my theories, and I think I know. But are you guys filming The Real Housewives of Nashville? No. But of course. <laughs> we are not. In a, in a short... Okay. We are okay. not filming The Real Housewives of, of, uh, of Nashville. We got asked to do a, a Real Housewives of Nashville. Um, and we said no, like, three times. Because mm-hmm. you know me. Like, I don't know much about the housewives and the the only reason I kind of entertained the one with Teddy was because it could be fun to be like someone's like kind of sidekick fun buddy that just kind of comes in the friend of the the friend of yeah but to be when they they were trying to cast the real housewives of Nashville and they wanted they were interested in me as one of the characters I was just like no like I you know me like I don't like girl drama I don't I don't want to be a part of it I don't want to feed into it I don't want to like I don't even want to be the runa of it where I like make the girls like I just I don't it's not me I don't like it and it's not my it's not I can't stress enough like when my I can't imagine yours because my dms were flooded and like I wanted to write back and be like I mean off the top of my head no because like that's so not you, but reality TV is you, just not that kind. Yeah. So what it is, is, is that what it is? Sure. <laughs> what it is? So look, we are not saying no to reality TV. We know a lot of people have asked us to do a reality show. It's just about what kind of show it is, because I don't want it to be the like girls you know, I don't want it to be like attacking girls. I'm fine mm-hmm. with them coming in, seeing our marriage, you know, the ins and outs and then how we mm-hmm. kind of work through it and but still showing the drama. So we did film something. And, you know, it's just a presentation. I don't know if it'll ever get mm-hmm. picked up. And again, I don't even know if that's something that at the end of the day, if we will really do because it's. 
that's a you know i mean i know it's we a lot. Sh- i know we share so much on the podcast and so much mm-hmm. here but it could it sometimes it's the kiss of death so that's yeah. something that we have to also think about and you know be careful of because we are like trying you know it's scary no it's a lot. And I also feel like depending on like, you know, like you said, who picks it up, what network kind of shapes the way it goes in? Like, is it going to be a fun couples series where this or that, or is it going to be like drama, 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 drama? Yeah. Because so, again, like we're fine sharing our fights and stuff on here, but yeah. in front of millions when we're still trying to be like, because yeah. our whole thing too is yes, we have issues. No, we're not perfect, but this is how we're getting through it. And mm-hmm. I don't know if they would show that side of like, this is how we're getting through it. And, Sarah, yeah. and I'm sick of already the comments about how much we're a train wreck. So I'm like, I don't want to read even more. And Sarah, I was, when we were filming the thing, I, I kept asking the producers and cameramen if we could turn it into a mock- mockumentary. So I could start looking at the camera like Jim in the office. <laughs> I kept doing it and they just, they just weren't having it. I was just like. They're like, um, no, so like, sir, no, when you Mike, look like, in the pre- camera, pre- we can't use it. <laughs> yeah, they're like, pretend we're not here. I'm like, oh, my bad. The funniest <gasps> part, too. I wanted to so bad. So they wanted, they filmed kind of like a fight of ours, like what a fight would look like. And it was yeah. so funny because Mike was like, <laughs> so they were like, hey, like go in and, you know, um, you know, kind of, you know, poke a little bit. So I'm like, okay, got this. You're like easy. Yeah, it's done. Okay, so I go in and I'm like, hey, and permission like, to be a bitch. Got it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we walk in, or I walk in, and it was about like kind of him leaving the golf trip. So I'm like, hey, like, are we are we clear with all the boundaries and stuff? And you know, Mike's like, absolutely, honey. And I keep trying to like, you know, because I'm an I'm like, I can act this too. Like I know how our fights yeah. are, but like I can act how our fights usually are. So I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> I keep kind of poking him and he's like, oh, honey, absolutely. I 1000% agree with you. And I was like, okay, cut. Because this <laughs> no, is I was just about to say. This is not how you are when the cameras are around. So we're going to yeah. cut this right now because I'm not going to look like just the crazy one. And you're going to look like the yeah. same because no. you are like, you're I'm like, like, not happening. I was like. No cut, and we're redoing this again. And it was, it was so, I'm not surprised. It was, but at it, all but it wasn't like a con- like, it yes, wasn't like a conscious thing because cameras were rolling. It was more oh. of just like, you know, we we had already kind of talked about it. So and through all the therapy we've done, I'm trying to practice what our therapist says. Uh-huh. And the producer's like, "No, you got to give us like other he stuff." Wants to watch that too. I'm like, no. "You guys are just setting me back therapy right now. Like all this I've been working on for years, you guys are going to set me back." No, but it's still like I, we don't do it perfectly. So it's like showing that no. like those because I'm like, "When have you ever done that?" That's the thing. He's yeah. never done that. But and again, but again, when we were filming, I was like talking to Jan like this, and I'd be like, "Look at the camera, like." <laughs> No, like, uh, like no, is that good? No, okay. I hope we can see this footage one day or the other because I just feel like, like you're so natural. I feel like Mike, we would all be like, wait, what's happening? Why is he have an eye going like to the left? Like, there's no way Mike can ignore the cameras at least like during that part. Yeah, I know. But it was fun. I mean, it was fun to kind of see. You know, to, to kind of feel that and kind of be like, okay, like this is gonna, this would be what we would be doing, you yeah. know, and the cameras would be here while we're having this fight. But if he, but if he is like pretends to be a saint in conversations, I'm like, yeah. I'm out, I'm not no. doing it because <laughs> I'm like, I just, well, want, I, just want, I just want to be able to look at the camera. Why can't we just acknowledge them? <laughs> because just, you know what I mean? Like it's not reality. 
Because they're not supposed to be. No, I feel like a lot of house husbands get like that. Like in the first season, everything's all calm and cool. But then as soon as like you get comfortable and you know the cameras are gone, then it's like, okay, the gloves come off. Like you forget. Everyone's always on their best behavior, I feel like. Well, it's funny because you're so aware. Even Catherine, you know, Jan's manager will say, will like watch our interactions. Like when we were getting ready before we started filming, she's like, this is when we need the cameras. Yeah. She's like, we yeah. need them before you actually get on camera. Because then I'm just like, camera's rolling. I'm like, You're like, yes, honey. Freezes. Absolutely. I absolutely. totally understand. I'm like, okay. like Whatever the love of my I... life needs to make her feel safe, I will do oh. as your husband. So, yeah. I so, really I don't hope... know. The bottom line is, I don't know if we will. But we did film something. And it was a presentation for a certain network. So, we shall see. Oh. But I will not be on a housewife show. But, yeah. No. Oh, you heard it here. I'm so glad we got to clear this up because even I messaged you. I'm like, that doesn't look like housewives lighting. And I don't know if they set up craft <laughs> services in your garage, but I could be wrong. <laughs> oh, Sarah. Well, thanks wait. for coming back on to clear oh, up that rumor. I mean, this is what I'm really here for. Let's be like, let's yeah. be very clear. Oh, yeah. Well, now I know. Now I can sleep. Like now I can go about my day because I thought, how did I forget to bring up? The biggest news. It's all, no, biggest news is your babes in the belly. All right. Love yes. you, Sarah. Okay. Bye, guys. Yeah, girl. Bye. That's so funny. Yeah. But it is something that we'll have to discuss because I think the, you like, kind of like what you said, like the hardest part about if we did do a reality show is because we come on here and we want to show, I, I it's like, how, how would they portray us, you know? Like just a total train wreck. Well, that's not fair because that's not how we like. Yeah, we have train wreck moments, <laughs> but we're not always like we we have fights. Yeah, we fight and they're not perfect, but we get through them and we get stronger and we grow and we and, and we do better in most of our arguments. Now, you know, do you sit down in every argument and say, yes, honey, absolutely. Like you did in front of the cameras that day. <laughs> no, not at all. Neither do I. But we we have more than those than we did in the past. We do. So I think just, that's, you know. I think people just need to creatively think differently and we need to make it a mockumentary. Oh my God. Okay. And just let me look at the camera. <laughs> sure. Oh, uh, well, that's a show for us today. See you next week. Later. Hey there, mamas. Everyone knows how it goes. You're giving it your all to breastfeed or pump for your little one. But there are times when you might need a little extra help. That's where traditional medicinals Mother's Milk comes in. Mother's Milk is an organic herbal tea blend designed to support healthy lactation for breastfeeding and pumping moms. Plus, it's caffeine free. Learn more about Mother's Milk at traditionalmedicinals.com forward slash Mother's Milk. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This project is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You know, I don't even know where to start with this because it's the comfort, it's the style, it's the whole look. That's what I love about my Tacovas. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacovas is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacovas has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Shop by your local Tacovas store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots today. 
I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.